Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on the China Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 28 for the week of May 4th, 2014. On this week's show, we have a special guest who single-handedly created the Disney archives and has more knowledge of the Disney company than anyone else. Please welcome Disney legend Dave Smith to the Tiki Hut. Hi. Hello. Hi, Dave. We're uh, very excited to uh, speak with you tonight. It's, uh, oh, thank you. You know, it's a... Uh, you're a Disney legend, and uh, you know it, it's impressive that you know we've gotten the opportunity to uh, to speak with you. So we really do appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm honored. <laughs> but the the first question I have spe- uh, speaking that you know, since you are a Disney legend is um, what was it like getting that honor? Oh, that it was really an exciting time because uh, uh, they started doing the Disney Legends in 1987, and by 2007, when I got mine, um, there'd been about 200 Disney legends named, and I felt very honored that I'd been able to work with almost every one of those 200 legends. Uh, that was the really nice thing about my job, and is that uh, um, I dealt with everybody throughout the company. <laughs> so uh, I, I felt very honored and. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, the, the awards got a place of honor in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Were you a fan of Disney before you started the archives for them? Well, I guess you could call me a fan. I mean, I never had read any books or anything about Disney, um, but uh, I went to the Disney movies when they came out and. Uh, um, was a faithful watcher of the Disney television show when it started in 1954. And, of course, living in Southern California, I went to Disneyland uh, as soon as it opened. So I did have uh, have a chance to just learn a little bit about Disney and, and participating in the, in the films in the park. Um, but I really got my detailed uh, uh, knowledge once I started with the company. So if you really weren't a, a big Disney fan before you started, how how did you get started with the company and, and with the archives? <laughs> well, um, I had always felt that uh, uh, well, Disney was a genius when it came to, to entertainment, and I was uh, very uh, uh, taken aback when I heard of his death. I was working as a librarian at UCLA, and... Uh, I was thinking, well, what could I do? Is there anything I could do to, to honor this guy? And, and uh, um, I had done some bibliographies, and so I thought, well, maybe I could do a Disney bibliography. And I found nobody had ever done one, so uh, uh, that that was really my 
my introduce, introduction to Disney uh, on a professional level because the, the company aided me in my uh, in my research. Did you um, find your you know the task of of starting the archives uh, daunting? I guess in certain ways, yes, because. They gave me an empty room and said, start. <laughs> so I had to, to first uh, find out where everything was stashed around the company. And uh, um, they gave me a, a special, they called it the GGM, the Great Grandmaster Key. Opened every door in the studio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'd go around and poke my nose in closets and, and, and basements and the attics and <laughs> every place that you could uh, think that people might have stored any files, uh, including a few places where you wouldn't have thought people would have stored files, like in some air conditioning equipment. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what did you find in there? Curious. Uh, some business files. Okay. And they ran out of space elsewhere, and there was this big open area that air blew through, so <laughs> they just put some boxes in there. Was there anything um, that shocked you that you found? That shocked me? Hmm. Well, what I was finding in many cases was fairly recent material, so uh, I was, of course, uh, thrilled every time I could find something that was old. And uh, every once in a while, I'd find a box that had some materials from the 1930s in it. And things that were that old, departments had uh, had put on, uh, put away, uh, filed the files uh, in the <laughs> deep nether reaches of the studio, and, <laughs> and promptly forgot about them. Yeah. And so. Uh, uh, there wasn't probably anybody that knew these files existed anymore. So uh, I was I was glad that I had, was able to save some of these files from destruction, if nothing else. Were there were there things that you that you want that you hoped you could have found, but they they were destroyed before you could get to them or before you could locate them? Uh, yes. Uh, Production materials on a lot of the early cartoons was not was not saved. Nobody kept records of who did the backgrounds on the early cartoons. That would have been nice to have. Uh, so so little things like that uh, were, were a bit of a disappointment. But in one room, I found all of Walt Disney's correspondence files. So wow. <laughs> in about about seven or eight uh, file cabinets. <laughs> so so the joy was mixed with the sadness. Speaking of some of the, the correspondence letters from Walt Disney, did you um, have a, a favorite letter that um, Walt had written someone or some, or that he received? You know, it would be hard to pin it down to a favorite. One of the early things I did uh, in the early 70s, uh, Bob Thomas was hired to do a, Bob, a biography of Walt Disney. And he was uh, a full-time journalist, so he didn't really have time to do a lot of of research. So for him, <laughs> I read through Walt's complete correspondence files. There were, of all those file cabinets, I think I, I copied maybe a folder an inch and a half thick of, of letters that I thought were important to a biographer. 
because uh, almost every Christmas, uh, Walt would write his sister and tell him what he tell her what he'd been doing all year, and occasionally he would write to someone from uh, early in his his life, uh, saying to a teacher, for example, "You remember me?" <laughs> and and uh, uh, reminiscing about things that happened. So. Uh, those were the kinds of files that I really enjoyed finding. Were you involved in, in choosing um, the artifacts that were included one man's dream attraction at Disney World? Yes, I was. You mean at Walt Disney World? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I uh, I helped them a lot on that. Uh, of course, any exhibits like that, I, I help with the, um, the writing and, and proofreading of captions uh, to make sure that they're saying the correct things about <laughs> the things that they're putting on display. Right. Um, and, of course, one of the things I had saved early on was Walt's offices, and so we were able to reproduce one of Walt's offices there. And what was that uh, that task like when you had to um, archive Walt's office? Well, actually, one of the very first things I did when I went to the company was to uh, uh, inventory Walt's offices. And uh, I had a temporary secretary at the time, and we'd just go back and sit in the office and, <laughs> and enumerate all the books on the shelves and, and the, uh, the things on his desk and, and the things in his desk drawer and everything. So um, it, it gave me a, a greater understanding of the man because I saw how he worked on his day-to-day uh, job. Uh, and and also what sort of things he would he felt were important enough to keep in his office, like his favorite awards. And what was um, what, did he have the, um, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Oscar award in there? Well, actually, uh, his Oscars and Emmys he had out in his uh, receptionist's office. So you walk down the hallway to get to Walt's office, and you open the door, and here's this this. This case with all these awards in it would be kind of intimidating for someone that was coming yeah. for a business meeting. <laughs> but uh, in his office, he, he had the the original Oscar that he got for uh, the creation of Mickey Mouse. Oh, wow. Um, he had the uh, uh, Irving Thalberg Award that he got from the Academy as, as uh, Best Producer. And uh, a really beautiful medal statue, I guess you'd call it, an art piece that uh, uh, came from uh, from Russia for, uh, I believe it was Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Oh, wow. When, when, when the Disney Family Museum uh, started with, with Diane, how much did you have to, did you work with them on that or, or, or did you really have a lot of input in, into what the Family Museum became? Oh yes, we worked with them a lot on that. Uh, all of the photographs that are in their exhibit all came from the archives. They had some of their own memorabilia that had been in the family, and they also went out and spent heavily on the on the antiques market and the art market to to buy things for the museum. I I worked again on proofreading all of the the captions of the things that they were displaying. So uh, yeah, I I worked with them quite a bit. Is there anything, a concept uh, art or like drawings and stuff that you found that you think would have been a good attraction or a movie for Disney? Are you thinking like artwork for a film that wasn't made? 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just uh, um, concept art. I don't. I don't think that uh, I was thinking in those terms as I was looking at the material. We we decided early on that we weren't going to store artwork in the archives, mm-hmm. so that instead went to the uh, animation research library, which in those days we just called the morgue. <laughs> and uh, um, there, there was, I guess I would say the equivalent of about uh, uh, five or six uh, six-shelf bookcases filled with artwork for films that were never made. And there was some fascinating stuff in there, but in each case, Walt decided that uh, uh, it just was not uh, uh, good enough to make into a film. It's hard to second-guess Walt. If he didn't think it was good enough to make it into a film, it probably wasn't good enough to be made into a film, right? That's right. I I can't think of very many times when we did go back, uh, other than perhaps Destino, the, the film where he was working with uh, Salvador Dali. Uh, he, he'd given up on that, but uh, Roy E. Disney uh, decided to get the artwork out again and... and uh, finish the film so that that happened but it's that's rare <laughs> now how um how many times has the the archives um grown or, or moved locations over the years i'm, I'm sure you know it's like you said it's, it started off small um did it well, move locations we, a lot we started with a one-person department me right <laughs> <laughs> and uh took me a few years to convince them to give me a secretary even so uh, uh, it, it, it grew slowly, and as did our, our storage areas. They didn't give me any storerooms at the beginning, but we had one of the ante rooms of Walt's office suite, and, and there was a another room next to my office, and so it, it was almost empty, so I started storing things in there. But as we started gathering things for the archives, we had to start... Uh, <laughs> begging the powers that be at the studio for more space and uh, I must say that uh, uh, we were very successful in, in uh, getting the cooperation we needed from the company and how many square feet is the archive now oh I'm not sure because they've added a few warehouses recently it was about four or five years ago that they decided to collect um, costumes and props which hadn't been part of our collection before, other than a few select pieces. And, of course, that takes a lot of space, so uh, they've added some fairly large storerooms. Our offices, maybe 2,000 square feet. Is there a favorite item or piece overall that that you have and that you are um, proud of saving? Well, uh, personally, I, I enjoyed the material we had in the archives, um, that were that was related to Walt Disney because uh, those are the types of things that most collectors can't hope to have in their own collections. Right. So, uh, um, and we started with his correspondence files, but uh, uh, slowly added other things as they became available. And uh, one of my favorite things, actually, uh, oh, it wasn't until seven or eight years ago, I guess, that we finally got it. Uh, Roy Disney was. Uh, looking in his garage and found this tin box in the back of his garage. And it turned out that this was the box in which his grandfather, uh, Elias Disney, had kept all of his important documents and papers, and they were still in there. Wow. And 
my favorite item that was in there was uh, uh, a postcard that Walt wrote home to his mother. Well, not home. He was home in Kansas City. She was over in St. Louis visiting her uh, one of her brothers who was ill. And uh, Walt talks about uh, uh, getting 100 in his grammar that day. He's 17. No, excuse me, 15. 15 years old at this time. And uh, up in the corner of the card, he says, P.S., 10 below here. And then <laughs> you turn the card over, and there's a drawing that he did. Uh, filling the whole backside of the postcard uh, of a man in a heavy overcoat uh, looking up at a thermometer on the wall with the with the temperature uh, <laughs> throbbing up there. <laughs> and it's a great drawing for a 15-year-old. A lot of people have said that, that Walt himself was not a, an accomplished artist, uh, but he, he did have art talent, and, and that... Uh, that was very important to him throughout his career, even though he wasn't doing animation. He certainly was hiring animators, and uh, he needed animators that could uh, uh, do the type of drawings that he wanted. Is there an item that um, that's maybe it's in a private collection or that that's been lost that uh, that you would have that you'd love to get your hands on for the archives, especially something that maybe is in a private collection? Oh. Well, they have some things at the family museum that uh, I, I have thought, wouldn't that be nice if those are in the archives? <laughs> but uh, um, in collections of collectors, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, we never tried to get samples of all of the early merchandise. We wanted a sampling of the various licensed uh, products that had the Disney characters on them. So we we searched for those in the early days when before they before they became as expensive as they are today, and uh, there are a lot of very expensive pieces that were even expensive back then that we we didn't buy, and uh, so every once in a while I'll see one of those uh, and and think oh it would have been nice if we had that. <laughs> Now you you tackled um, Walt's office and you knew you know intimate knowledge of, of Walt's office. Did you have any input into um, saving Mr. Banks and the recreation of Walt's office there? Uh, not me because I'd retired by then. Right. <laughs> I retired in 2010, um, but uh, they did ask my advice. Uh, they sent me the script to uh, to look over and and make suggestions. And uh, th- but then it was the the uh, staff of the archives uh, who worked very closely with them and uh, uh, provided photographs of Walt's office and uh, uh, we actually had the, his formal office on display at the Reagan Library and so we were able to take the the uh, uh, art and set decorators out to to actually go into the office and, and measure desks and things like that. Um, so yes, we did. We did work very closely with them, and of course, uh, in the film, they go to Disneyland, and, and they wanted to uh, uh, have ideas of things that might have been uh, prominent at Disneyland in those days that uh, are not around today. Um, so it, it was uh, it was an interesting project to work on. Did you? Um, I, I know you. Yeah, you. Re, you said that you retired a couple of years ago. Um, do you still visit the archives often, or do you do, do any work for Disney at all? Uh, yes, they've kept me on as a consultant, so uh, I go into the archives uh, 
quite a few times a, a month. I I live just a mile away from the studio, so it's easy. Oh wow! For me. <laughs> so you could walk there. <laughs> I can walk there, and uh, I walked to work for 25 years. <laughs> oh, did you? Wow. Um, but uh, I, I do a lot of proofreading for them. Uh, sometimes, if the archives director is is uh, going to be busy in a meeting or something, they'll ask if I'll come in and uh, lead a tour of uh, some celebrities or something, and. Uh, and then I get asked to to speak occasionally on on Disney subjects. So I I spoke up at the Disney Family Museum um, last month. And what happened then? What uh, what were you there for? Uh, the, my talk was on the behind the scenes of Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. Uh, both, both both because of the Saving Mr. Banks film being out, and and the fact that uh, this is the 50th anniversary of, of Mary Poppins this year. Oh, that's right. Changing gears for just a little bit. Um, I, I used to be a bit of a pen collector, um, and and I really enjoyed the the Dave Smith series of pens that came out in 2005 and 2006. Did you have input on those, or did someone else create them and just kind of get your blessing on putting your name on them, or or how did that? My only happen? input was I picked the subjects that they were going to do the pens on. Okay. They wanted me to pick twenty. Uh, major events slash attractions at the parks and uh so i made sure that my favorite ones were among those <laughs> <laughs> and of course um well, let's see there were probably seven or eight theme park disney theme parks at that time so of course the opening day of the, each of the parks was uh, uh each had its own pin and then the others were, were primarily on, on attractions. You had said that you gave some tours through the, the archives. Is there anyone like famous or just interesting that you enjoyed like, taking on a tour? Oh, there were there were a lot of people through the years. Uh, I was I was uh, sad to see uh, recently uh, Maximilian Schell uh, passed away because mm -hmm. when he was filming. Uh, uh, the, the black hole. Uh, he would uh, come in and, and visit the archives. We've had uh, a number of state governors. We've had a number of cabinet members, and uh, even a king. We had the King of Jordan. <laughs> oh wow! wow. Oh wow! Uh, have there, are there any uh, other Disney? Uh, Class, not Disney classics, but the classic story tales that uh, Walt had wanted to animate but never got made. Well, let's see. Offhand, I can think of uh, Don Quixote. Okay. He wanted to do a feature film version of Hiawatha. Oh, really? About mm. the Indian kid. Those are the only ones I'm thinking of at the moment. But there were a few like that that uh, he would work on for a few years and then put it aside and and maybe come back to it later on and then decide it still wasn't gelling so so they would store the artwork away and uh, the company still has it. Now we're mostly, uh, you know, I've, I've been, to, two of us, two of the three of us have been to Disneyland before um, so I'm more of a Disney World fan but I, I, I do enjoy seeing the behind the scenes of, of of Disneyland being made, or the opening ceremonies of Disneyland itself, um, is there a lot of 
archival footage that hasn't been released of Disney World? Yes. I mean, there's there's a lot of footage for both parks that's never been released. Someday the the correct way to to release that will become available, like like we did the Treasures series and uh, included some uh, fairly scarce footage in that. Uh, if we ever went back to that, uh, uh, they could very easily put together a, a program of construction footage and, and uh, pictures of, of attractions that are no longer there. That's always interesting to people. Uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by that. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's nice to see the the history of of how it's it's come about and, and how things have changed over the years. So that'd be something I'd love to get my hands on one day. Right, right. Well, I've I've given a couple of talks down there uh, in Florida uh, uh, on a, a topic of uh, Walt Disney World the way we were, and uh, uh, I found uh, not film footage but slides. Uh, so about half of the program is uh, uh, construction slides, and and to me it's always fascinating to see uh, pictures of a building that you're so familiar with when it's still in its wood frame <laughs> <laughs> stage. Um, and then the other half of the talk was uh, was attractions that uh, are no longer there. And do you uh, do you plan on going back to Disney World at all and talking again? Uh, I'll be there next month, <laughs> but oh, it's, really? not it's not something for the public. It's uh, um, some private group that Walt Disney World is working with, and they want okay. me to do my Mary Poppins uh, program again. Nice. I have one kind of a side question here. Uh, may you may or may not know about this, but there, there's a there's a battle in the social media world, uh, you know, Twitter and and uh, you know YouTube and that sort of thing about whether or not Beast from Beauty and the Beast has an actual name. <laughs> and people reference your book, and from what I hear, incorrectly. So we've got the man right now, and I'd like to hear you put it to rest. Does Beast from Beauty and the Beast have a name? <laughs> we we the, go by the actual film, and the prince is not named, or the Beast is not named anywhere in the film. Um... The problem that we get is that at some later date, there may be a uh, video game or a book or a comic story or something like that that might re- uh, reference the, the character and give him a name. But that doesn't mean that that's the character's name. It means that somebody thought that might be a good name for him. So the prince does not have a name. I mean, the beast does not have a name. <laughs> I would say that puts that to rest then. Right. It's, the same, it's the same as, as the, the prince in Snow White. He has no name. Right. Right. Well, I'd say that puts it to rest. So people can stop <laughs> saying Adam is the beast's name. It is not oh, true. No, it's not going to put it to rest. Once you have, <laughs> You're probably right. Once, but at least once you have the internet, these things go on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Uh, one of my pet peeves is a quotation that's uh, attributed to Walt, and he never said it. And that's, uh, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yep. And it's not a Walt Disney quote. And uh, I actually know the man that, <laughs> that came up with it, and it was actually done for uh, the Horizons Pavilion at Epcot. So many years after Walt. 
but it gets quoted all the time as being a Walt Disney quote, including by people within the company, and uh, that's a bit annoying to me. <laughs> I tell people that, that when they don't, they don't go to an accurate yeah. source to get their information. Yeah. Right. Do you have anything in your personal collection that you've come across over the years that uh, I'm not saying that you took it from the Disney archives, but you've you've come across it in, in um, you know in privately that you have um, at all? I, I've never collected Disneyana because I felt that was a conflict of interest. So the things I have, uh, of course, my service awards um, and the Legend Award, and many Disney books because I, I worked with the authors of, of almost every book that came out and very often they would uh, sign a copy and give it to me so uh, I do have a good collection of Disney books but, but not toys or, or things like that costumes of, of Mickey and all, and all the characters have changed you know drastically you know since the since the beginning of, of, of Mickey Mouse is all that kept in the archives every single costume variation of them no you're talking about the park costumes right yes correct yes um, we have very few I know that Disneyland has saved some of their older costumes but uh, that is not something that we have we have photographs of all the old costumes, so if people want to know what something used to look like, we can usually help them with that. Okay, so it's it, so something along those. I, I guess like when they they filmed uh, Saving Mr. Banks, they probably had that actual Mickey costume that they were able to go back to, and um, they and came we, and looked at our photographs. Oh, they did. And they actually built their own Mickey costume, which didn't, didn't look very much like the ones in the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other pet peeves that you have? I know the, the quote's a big one for all of us, too, but is there any more that irritates you when you see or hear it? Oh, there's lots of them. It's, it's, uh, you get these urban legends started, and it's, it's almost impossible to stop them. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can write something giving the, the true story, but how many people are going to see that particular thing when they're trying to come up with the, <laughs> the correct answer mm. and so uh, uh, it's a constant uh, battle to make sure that uh, we keep the company as honest as, as we can and we don't try to <laughs> regulate the, <laughs> all the fans right <laughs> it's that impossible. would be impossible yeah. yeah it would be right uh, going back to uh, Walt's office when you were um inventorying it. Yes. Were there any cigarettes left in his office? <laughs> no. Actually, no? the the office uh, was kept open for about a year after Walt died, and his secretaries were still working in there, and they were cleaning up the correspondence files and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So what was left in the office uh, by the time I got there, which would have been... Uh, less than two years after this was a bit cleaned up from what it probably would have been when he was there. Do you still enjoy like, walking through the archives and just kind of like wandering through it, but not for tours or anything for like business reasons, but for just for... Oh, I, I certainly do, and, and uh, uh, I was just there yesterday, or uh, what's today, Sunday? It was up there Friday, and... Uh, 
they're in the process of doing some remodeling. They're getting new carpet and paint, and it, the walls are going to be painted, and so they have to move a lot of stuff out, and so it, it's looking a little bare in places right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm keeping up my Ask Dave co- uh, column. It's on oh, you the are? Mm-hmm. website now. Oh, good. So every time I get those questions... Uh, Usually, most of them I can I can answer from home, but there's always a few that I need to go into the archives and and actually look up the answer. Are they keeping um, any of the the carpet as in the archives? <laughs> carpet? <laughs> archive carpet in the. Archives. I don't know. I, I guess I should ask them that. Maybe they maybe they will sell it as a, <laughs> as a in a souvenir. pin or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a piece. I'll just order one you know, right now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better tell them that there's that interest out there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it all depends on what the color is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's sort of a grayish blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> With weird designs on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure the, the Disney fans are going to want that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just not plain carpet. So if you get the, the perfect angle of the carpet of the design, <laughs> people are going to die for that. <laughs> one of the um, one of the tours that I do for for the company is the the D twenty three tours that they do about four or five times a year. Um, include the tour of the studio and then a, a visit to the archives. Well. Almost all of the ones I've done the archives part of it, uh, even since I've been retired, because I enjoy that. I, I enjoy meeting the fans, and uh, mm. uh, so that, that's another way I keep involved. Cool. Yeah, and you should be a, a Disney legend five, ten times over. But, you know, just your, <laughs> oh, thank just, you. <laughs> you're you're a great guy, and. Um, you know, you, you have so much knowledge. It's amazing just to talk to you. Right. It's a privilege to talk to you. Oh, Absolutely, it really is. Uh, but uh, before we go, I have um, we have a thing here called the the tiki, tiki lightning round, and we have five questions that we ask all our guests. I have the first question. Don't is the expert, in other words. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are easy. These are. Well, these let, are uh, let me tell you about that. Um, I never felt that I would ever do well in a trivia contest because I never tried to learn all the facts. I had my book, Disney A to Z, right behind me in my at my desk, and if I got a question, I, I would look it up in the book, so just like anybody else. <laughs> so there are a lot of people that have, that have uh, photographic memories, and, and there are a lot of people that have read the complete Disney A to Z, and... and uh, uh, remember a lot of it but uh that's not me <laughs> i've read it i own it and i don't remember really anything from it, you know, but, i have a i have a friend who's a cast member there at disneyland in california she uh she's been out there for several years now and she got a chance to meet you uh she and she she won an autographed copy of that book through some kind of a ah. cast member thing and she cherishes it, and and I keep telling her next time I'm out in California I'm going to steal it from her because I want it. I want the autographed copy, but it, she cherishes the the autographed copy that she got from and getting to meet you, and uh, you know talk with you. So I'm sure that. Um, by the way, uh, in case your listeners uh, aren't aware, 
Uh, I am still keeping up Disney A to Z. The last published edition was in 2006, but it is completely up to date, and it is on the D23 website, updated each month. Oh, cool. Excellent. And that and that's something that uh, all Disney fans should be a member of, and they have the the free membership now, which gives you right. access to to most things on there. So if you're not part of D23, you should sign up. Right. All right. So the uh, the five questions. These are these okay. are really more opinions. You know, these are oh, your, all right. They're not they're not trivia, but uh, do you okay. have a favorite uh, a favorite snack when you're in the parks? A must have snack. Snack. Well, what an interesting question that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I like the usual things, like the Dole Whips and the Churros. Yes, there we go. <laughs> yep. um, bad person to ask that question because I'm I'm not one that does much snacking between meals. So uh, full meals, I I can tell you which one restaurants I like. <laughs> which ones? <laughs> um. Walt Disney World would be Chico and uh, uh, yeah. Artist uh, Point. Yes, very good. Um, <laughs> Chico is my personal Land, favorite. Disneyland Resort would be Napa Rose. Oh, fantastic restaurants. <laughs> we ate at the Chef's Cafe. And of course, there. Uh, at, at Disney's California Adventure, we've got now the Carthay Circle Theater <laughs> restaurant. Have you eaten there? Very yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I make that. a point to uh, eat in every Disney restaurant and ride every attraction at least once. I'm not one for <laughs> much for for roller coasters, but uh, I'll go on it once. <laughs> and uh, so I, I I try to ex- experience everything. I'm just making up a list of uh, the things I need to see when I'm down in Walt Disney World next month. Things that have opened since I was last there. Yeah, the um, I mean, you have the Little Mermaid ride there in California, but you know it's it's opened up in, in Florida. But right, I actually was there on the press opening oh, okay. of, of that area, but they weren't running the ride. They were oh no, they were <laughs> having all the designers uh, being interviewed uh, in front of it and so forth. But uh, so I didn't get to ride it, but I, I assume it's very similar to the one here in California. Yes. Um, speaking of attractions, do you have a favorite attraction? Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney Land. Mm. That's a great attraction there. It is. Much better, much better than that Disney World's version. It's it's a lot longer. Yes. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. you, get, you get more for your money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite Disney character? Pluto. Oh. I've mm. always been a, a dog fancier, and uh, I always thought... Pluto was a really nice character. Uh, favorite Disney movie? If you're looking for animated, um, I have two. In the early years, it would be Pinocchio, and more recent years, it would be Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Yeah, uh, Pinocchio is a, a classic movie. It's a you know classic, classic Disney animated film, and Beauty and the Beast just changed, really changed the game of animation. Um, you know, especially with being the first. Film, animated film, become nominated for Best Picture. So, I mean, that's those are two great choices. Right. Uh, you have a do you have a favorite Disney park memory? Yes, walking through Disneyland as a teenager and running into Walt Disney. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Having a chance, having a chance to talk to him a little bit. 
And what did you ask him? For his autograph, and he refused. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> he refused? <laughs> he, very politely. I mean, he said if he started signing autographs, he got this uh, huge crowd around him, and he never got his work done, so... He, uh, he suggested that I write him at the studio, and he'd be glad to send it to me, and, and so I did, and he did, and I still have it. Oh, wow. Is it framed? <laughs> Do you have a, the, is it framed, the letter, or is it... Uh... It's not a letter, it's just a signature on a card. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, one other question. There's a lot of uproar with the um, Club 33 in Disneyland. Do you have an opinion on that? Um... What kind of uproar are you talking about? Well, just at the the you know the the whole the redesigning the whole restaurant, right? Uh, is and a lot of people are upset that they're getting rid of the the game room and they're changing the the entranceway. Um, do you have any opinion on that, or is it just oh you know it it is what it is? It's just a, my feeling is that uh, change change is important. Walt Disney always felt that he was always changing his park. Um, if something wasn't working just right, he would uh, tweak it. And uh, if something had very little uh, uh, attendance, he'd take it out and replace it with something else. So uh, the problem is we try to do that today, and, and <laughs> we get a lot of complaints from the, from the fans. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time with us. We really do appreciate it. It was, it was a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. You're very welcome. Yes, it was. Thank you. Plugging anything right now? You're trying to promote anything? Well, my Disney trivia from the Vault book is still available, so I guess that would be something I'm <laughs> plugging these days. Okay. Yeah, everybody go check that out, please. It's a compilation of my Ask Dave questions. Uh, through the years. I, I actually started that column in the Disney Channel magazine in 1983. Oh, wow. And mm. in one form or another, uh, it's been going for 30 years. Wow. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank Perfect. you. Thank you, David. It was okay. really a pleasure to talk with you tonight. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. That's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of this week's show. You can comment in the show notes over at enchantedtikitalk.podbean.com or you can email us at enchantedtikitalk at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchantedtikitalk. And, of course, you can follow us at Tiki Talk Podcast on Twitter. And lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me um, on Twitter at Dole Whip Daily, on Facebook as well, and on Instagram at Dole Whip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean, Keith, and our special guest, Dave Smith. I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a monster.